When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! 14 USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. This touching of the ice is a Norwegian symbol of respect. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hey, what's up, everyone? That's Kevin. What's up, guys? On the phone again. Kevin, been absent for a while now. Uh, two weeks ago, there was a lot of debate at what you were doing right at the time we were podcasting. Can you provide some insight into that? Um, two weeks ago. Um... Hey, can you read you back our text message exchange, if that'll jog your memory? Yeah, I, do, I honestly do not remember. It, it obviously was something important though if I if I missed the podcast. That is true. Let's see. Well, originally it said uh, you were going to be late. Should be good to go by a certain time. Oh, and you I said, know. Oh, okay, I know what I was. I'm well. I'm in the throes of trying to become a homeowner, so I was trying to lock down a uh, a deal. Was what, what I was doing. Mm. Mm. Negotiating. Yeah. Hardcore. And how did that go? Are you now a homeowner? Not yet, but I'm under contract. So you kind of are. Well, no. But you're under contract. Well, I know, but I still have to, like, the process still has to play out. Oh. But if everything goes as planned, you will be? Yes. Well, I mean, we were going to congratulate you, but, you know. Too too early, I guess. Yeah, we don't want to jinx it. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Speaking of congratulations, we have our contest winner to pick. A lot of response. I like the extra. I think the extra week did well. Got a lot more retweets. We got people taking advantage of the dual offer I offered out. And for those who don't remember what the contest was, it's if you retweeted and uh followed uh, or if you retweeted a certain tweet and followed our account you uh will win a uh free t-shirt yes at our new store the quack deck threadless.com and basically what we did or what i did i guess is well I, taking all the credit <laughs> i took everyone who was eligible and for those of you that liked or retweeted it and followed and then liked it and shared on Facebook and liked the Facebook page. You got two entries in here. But I took everyone and then Excel has a has a nice little random number generator that can like assign a random number generator to itself. So everyone got a random number generator, a random number. I ordered it into, you know, smallest to biggest and then we just picked one number each for that person. So we're down to a final 3. Um those final three are Amy Reed, 
Oh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I should not have done that. Should not have done what? I was gonna. I was gonna reveal the order, but I didn't. I'll, I'm gonna readjust the order. But we're down to a final three, and basically, Kevin is going to pick the winner of those three with one number. Kevin, you must pick a number between one and three. I feel like we should wait till the end of the show. Oh, <laughs> keep them in suspense. I like that. That's interesting. I was just gonna, I was just gonna let it all hang out right there. I like it. I like how we introduced one of the finalists first, just to kind of like as <laughs> a little taste. Yeah. Well, I'll introduce, That's I'll introduce free. the other two throughout the show, I guess. And then there we go. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Now, Tommy. What is our topic today? I'm pretty excited about this topic, and um, really, it requires a little bit of background first. There is a podcast known as Star Wars Minute, where they watch one minute of the Star Wars, I guess, original trilogy and prequel trilogy, Mm -hmm. and break that minute down. And I guess they they go in order, is that correct? Yes. And so, we're not going to do that, so we just decided to do a random minute. And so Mike, who you can tell is a big fan of random number generators yes. and explaining how they work, uh, did this for um, he uh, the Mighty Ducks trilogy. And so we are breaking down a random minute. Yeah, that is correct. So I lopped off the random like seconds at the end of each movie, and it gets to about 304, 304 minutes uh, of Mighty Ducks action. Now... Uh, some of those minutes are credits and whatnot, so if we get one of those minutes, we're just going to skip it. And that's part of the reason we're not going in order, because the first minute's like introductory credits and whatnot, and it was kind of boring. So I was like, we might as well just go random here. And randomly, we hopped on to minute 284. Now, that is an hour and 23 minutes into D3. So we're we're coming up to like the crucial point in the film. And uh, for, before we kind of get into it, let's just, we'll play you the audio here. It appears they're paying homage to their departed friend and mentor, Hans. The touching of the ice is a Norwegian symbol of respect. They don't belong in our ice. They don't belong in our school. Now show them why. Let's go, gentlemen. All right. Let's go hunting for goose eggs, huh? Come on, hands in. On three. If you weren't able to follow along, they open with, you know, the ducks touching the ice for the... Yeah, this is right before the big JV varsity showdown. Yeah, so they're touching the ice for Hans, who has already died, and then you get... Supposedly. That's true, that's true. And then you get, uh, you know, the pep talks, and then they line up, basically. And the puck doesn't drop yet, they're just lining up. So, um, 
I mean, I'll just kind of open it up. First of all, initial impressions here. Well, my initial impression is if you had never seen any of the Mighty Ducks and this is the first like minute that you had seen, you would have to like keep watching because like I'm, I'm about to see some shit go down. Like you see them come out onto the ice and it's kind of you've got that inspirational music. You just like strap yourself in because I'm in for a wild ride. And so this is kind of like the perfect minute, really. That is a great point, you know, because it's a great entry into the films, even though it's like an hour and 23 minutes in. But yeah, you kind of get everybody introduced a little bit and you kind of go, no, it's a great start here to our minute. Now, um, Kevin, do you have any initial impressions here? Uh, on the, uh, the touching of the ice? Just in general about this minute. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty powerful, you know, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty intense. Uh, that's kind of my initial, you know, kind of snapshot reaction. Um, you know, you're, you're into, as Tommy said, you know, you're, you're getting into some shit, you know, you're, you're in for a wild ride. So, uh, I think they do a pretty good job playing up the, the drama in this, in this minute. Okay. Now let's go to the touching of the ice Norwegian symbol respect. I, I tried to look it up and online there isn't much about this being a Norwegian symbol of respect. So is it just something from the old time that like it didn't carry over? Is this is Josh making it up here or is this like a message Hans has like told people to do to like send a message to his his gang or whatever? Or is it something else? Well, I, I think I, go, I, ahead. go ahead. Oh. We're uh, we're overly polite today. Um, I I definitely think he's it's a uh, it's a it's a show of uh, respect of the power that Hans wielded, um, the, the with the ruthless manner in which he wielded his power. Um, as we've discussed many times, um, his uh, his name rang out, so to speak. So um, that's that's a pretty big gesture on their part, and a lot of it I think is fear driven. Mm. So like if you don't do this, you know, you're in you're in uh gonna be in trouble. Do you think um like Josh is in on it? Do you think Josh is maybe one of Hans's guys and like he's like, I need to make sure that I get this broadcast in, like I need to mention this in the broadcast, or maybe it's some kind of like uh code. Like maybe it's not even like a symbol of respect, maybe it's just something they do before every game. Yeah, so you're saying he's like a propaganda kind of uh or maybe it's a way to like puppet. I, I imagine all of Hans' followers are listening, and maybe that's a way of saying that you know Hans isn't actually dead. Oh, so that's like the code word. Yeah, that's like a message. Like, okay, they're gonna touch the ice, and and they know that really, like the people inside know that Hans is somewhere. He's out there watching because they couldn't like do regular communication because I'm sure like the FBI and CIA were onto him. And so this is a way to get the communication out because all of his followers are probably told, listen to every game. I like this idea much better. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I do think we need to get like a Norwegian hockey player on the pod. So if anyone knows any Norwegian hockey players. Yeah, I mean, they're out there. They're out there. Norway is in the Olympics. I think last Olympics or so. So Any, yeah. any famous Norwegian hockey players in the NHL? I'm... I'm pretty sure there are, but I cannot name one off the top of my head. I can only think of Finlanders. 
Well, yeah, I mean, Finland, Sweden is very, very prevalent in the NHL, but in Norwegians, not so much. But they are out there, or at least they were out there. I don't know if they have one in right now, but, you know, they've been in and around the NHL for a while. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's just Norwegian or that was just kind of the cover-up to Hans's little message here. Now, uh, before we go on, I, I should mention that Nominee number two for the free shirt is Billy Kanata. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that name right. C-A-N-N-A-D-A. So congratulations to Billy for making the finals. Not actually number two. Or maybe it's number two. Maybe. Nobody knows. Not even me. I'm going to redo it before you pick, Kevin. Can you explain again how the random number generator works? I don't think I caught that first. Explanation. I, was, I was trying to be transparent into how we picked it, so it wasn't like, "Oh, you pick so and so." Oh, of this. Kevin wins. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. I just tried to be transparent in it. Like next time we have a contest, I won't be as transparent because everyone knows the rules. But you gotta set some. You gotta set the foundation for fairness here. So foundation for fairness. That sounds like a terrible like little league slogan. <laughs> Let's just go back to the topic at hand. We move on, and I mean, you know, Casey gets up and does her thing, and then we go to the coach speeches. And, and Coach Coach Wilson, they don't belong at our ice. They don't belong at our school. Now show them why. Versus um, Coach O'Ryan, who's all right. Let's go hunting for goose eggs, huh? Come on, hands in. I feel like O'Ryan was absolutely slaughtered on on the pregame speech contest here. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Um, and so I, I just want to clarify here. So that's like an, uh, an homage to his love of defense. Am I correct? Hunt for goose eggs. Yes. He wants zeros on the board. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, and maybe he, he saw that they were already fired up enough. You know, he kind of knew just to get out of the way. Um, I think that's an important thing for coaches a lot of the time. It's like, know when your speech, even if you give like, a Lombardi speech, they're not going to, you know, you're not going to fire them up any more than they already are. So maybe he recognized that and just kind of got out of the way and just, you know, one last little reminder to play defense. But, um, so I, but I can definitely see where you're coming from. Uh, the, uh, uh, the varsity coach definitely um, gave a more impassioned speech. That's for sure. What's interesting to me is they're both very short mm-hmm. and it reminds me in a, in Rudy, uh, where their coach is like, it's like their maybe last game, and he says, nobody comes into our house and pushes us around. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and that's it. And so I remember that stuck with me. And that's kind of like a way of them being like, yeah, you're, he's right. You know, he doesn't need people to like explain why this is an important game. So I think that's reminiscent of varsity coach of just like, you know, I don't need to tell you how important this is. You know, go show them why they don't belong here. And if I was a varsity player, I, w- I would have taken that and like run with it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if we kind of go past this minute here, varsity kind of dominates right at the beginning. So I don't know how effective Coach Orion's speech really was for him, like getting out of the way. And uh, he just seemed so casual about it. I feel like he should have been a little like sterner. Well, he knew what was up his sleeve, though, because what does he do next? He starts the quack chant. That's a great point. 
You yeah. don't want to give this great speech and then, oh, by the way, quack. You want it, it, This kind of leads into the quack, and they're the, able to kind of... The quack of, has to be the climax. Yeah. What, I mean, do you think I mean, it was an appropriate time for the quack right there to just bust it out? Absolutely. Okay. I, I, I was just making sure, because, like, he could have held on to that. He could have said second period intermission right there. Quack, quack, and... and no, but you see what he does is as soon as he does that, you know, they start quacking and the entire crowd starts quacking as well. And they all get on their feet. And so, yes, the varsity comes out very well and they're probably pissed at like the crowd was quacking too. But I mean, a bunch of teenagers are going to have fun quacking. And so <laughs> the uh so so the Ducks, they come out and they play great defense because I think of the quack chant. You know, they are finally like playing for their coach because he's bought in. Mm-hmm. I I can't remember if we. I think we might have touched on this in some capacity before. But how pissed off do you think the varsity players were? At some of their friends that were quacking. Yeah, I mean we have touched on this before. It was strange that the team or the the crowd turned on the varsity there, this ten time state champions and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, it just just because of a quack, but I guess you want to root for the underdog. Um, well, what's interesting is like if you ever go to like a pep rally or something, and I don't know how you guys did at your schools, but if there was a pep rally on Friday before the football game or something, they'd be like, "Oh, let's hear it for like the freshmen, let's hear it for the sophomores," and then like everyone would cheer, uh-huh. and the freshmen were always just booed to death. <laughs> and I can and I can't imagine how that didn't happen at this hockey game too, like. They start quacking, and then you'd have all the like these warrior, you know, purists are just like, "Shut the fuck up, get that quack shit out of here," you know, you don't belong in our school, and so it was uh, very strange for them to have that reaction. Yeah, maybe like some de- some dead ducks thrown out on the ice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I like they might have been sick of the varsity's antics or whatever. I think the interesting thing in this minute is uh, during that quack. Casey Conway is the first one to get up and like join in the quack from the crowd, and then the crowd kind of follows her. Now, does the crowd realize that's Charlie's mom, or is she just a fan? And then they follow this fan. They're like, "Yeah, we're gonna quack too." Oh, everybody knows who's Charlie's mom. Who Charlie's mom is? <laughs> yeah, we we've talked about her potentially having a, a separate source of non-taxable income. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I was not um, prepared for just these allegations toward Charlie's mom here. So I the, mean, they probably see, oh, no ring. I better uh, start quacking with her. I might be able to quack with her later. Wow. <laughs> Do you think the whole crowd gets into that? All it takes is like one person to like, let me join in and then the rest join in. and. Yeah, I, I think it was like... A, a snowball effect here like Casey started it and then whether they had nefarious intentions or not somebody else joined in and everyone just kind of was like yeah we could quack and it was just a fun thing and then as Kevin mentioned they turn on the varsity here um your point about quack breaking out the quack uh before the game Tommy that's a good point because then you get the crowd on your side for the entire game now, the interesting thing when we go towards this end of this minute is, to me at least, 
Russ Tyler is out for the opening faceoff. He goes, all right, or something like that. He says, all right. Yeah. Now, considering the level that Russ started at, playing street hockey, really not being able to skate, but having this one discernible skill, why is he out there for the opening faceoff? I have a theory, and I think it's because Russ shows no fear. He is he doesn't care about these cake eaters on the other team, if you will. He's gonna go out there, and he, when he's staring at you know whoever's taking the uh, the face off for varsity, he's staring them right down. He's like, I mean, Averman, you could argue is like the better hockey player, but if you put Averman out there, he's probably not gonna be like he's gonna be cracking a joke or something. Mm-hmm. You have Russ out there; he's all business. Now, personally, I might have put Gee out there, mm-hmm. but I, I'm okay with the Russ choice. Okay. Like, so to speak, his hand doesn't shake. Exactly. All right. I mean, I'm not really sure who else was out there. I think Charlie was out there. I'd have to look at it again. But um, still, a little rough for the speed that the varsity has to put Russ out there who can barely skate. Uh, I mean, just when we look at this minute, two questions. Anything else you want to touch on? And... Who would you give the MVP of the minute to? I want to touch on real quick the assistant coach for the varsity. Okay. We had never seen this guy before, but he looks kind of like he's like the henchman who goes and does the coach's bidding. <laughs> like he um, he just looks like an asshole kind of. And so like he's like the assistant you wouldn't want to cross if you're the, the varsity players or he's the one who like – Maybe gives you the uh, like painkiller shots like that you're not supposed to be getting, and the varsity coach turns his head and the, mm-hmm. and like the JV and he's the coach that um kind of he's the fall guy if something happens and because you know he's not going to talk when he goes to prison so mm-hmm. that's the uh, like that's that. the impression I got from his uh, three seconds of screen time. I mean that was an impressive I, spot because I did not even notice him until you brought him up right then. So well done. Kevin, anything yeah, I, you I, want I, to touch on? I, I, I didn't even notice that either, so I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Um, one thing I do have, um, I kind of got caught up in the moment when I was watching and went a little over. Um, <laughs> there's this fantastic pan in on O'Reilly, like 15 seconds after that minute, and it's just magnificent. Um, completely <laughs> unnecessary. Um, no, no need for it whatsoever, but it's fantastic. So well, Kevin, we're gonna have to that. wait until we randomly generate minute <laughs> you know, 285. That's, right. that's so. true. I mean, so I, it could be next week. It could be 10 years from now. <laughs> no, that's the beauty. You're just gonna have to keep coming back to hear us break down that pan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's the- um, I, I, I would like to, uh, to challenge our quackalites um, to, to maybe find some Easter eggs if they exist within this minute, you know, come through it, you know, with a fine tooth comb and, and, and find, find some things that we're not seeing. Um, because while we are pretty awesome, we can't see everything all the time. Um, we get pretty close, but we're not always perfect just most of the time. But so that's mm-hmm. my, those are my thoughts. Nice. Great point, Kevin. Now, <laughs> Who is your MVP of this minute? My MVP of this minute. Um, honestly, I'm going to give it to Coach 
Uh, hmm. You know what? I'm going to give it to Hans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For having the reach and, and, and the, uh, the respect to be able to theoretically be gone and still, um, you know, command that level of respect and fear. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Out of the box choice, but I like it. Tommy, do you have an MVP? Uh, my, I, li- I like Kevin's choice a lot, but my MVP is Coach Orion for starting the quack chant. Okay. Yeah. No one could have That's predicted that. that. <laughs> no one. I, I was going to go with either that or for him starting the duck chant or him just kind of getting out of the way and letting kind of just the fervor kind of take, take hold of itself and kind of take, take things from there, kind of getting out of the way. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think Bombay would have done that? I, I feel like Bombay would not have done that. He he would have given some yeah, cheesy like, line or something. Yeah, Bombay is more of a speecher, you know. Yeah, that guy can speech a speech. <laughs> yeah, truer words have never been spoken. Uh, I mean, I would put my vote in for Casey Conway here. Uh, when the team is doing touching the ice as their Norwegian so-called symbol of respect. She makes a funny face. They go to her for like half a second, but she makes a funny face. And then she gets up and kind of turns the crowd over by herself. And that kind of alters not only the game, but this minute right here. It's kind of the the bow on the minute, this the, the climax, if you will. So my vote is for Casey Conway. Do you think if Casey doesn't get up to start clapping that no one joins in and that the quack just falls flat and then varsity comes in and just like runs rough shot all over them. <laughs> it's like eight, nothing at the end of the first. <laughs> yeah. That's why Casey is my MVP. She, as a crowd member, she pulls the rare move of affecting the game. So, uh, my vote, that's my vote. You guys can tell us your votes. We're obviously split on this minute here. So we need some fan input. Um, I enjoyed that. I feel like this could be a regular segment here. Every now and then, we'll just do a minute. Uh, Kevin, do you have the quack question? Uh, I do. Do you want to give the the third finalist before we do we do, we do that? Sure. The third finalist is uh, Devote Quackalite, actually, Jared Beasley. Um, uh, and interestingly enough, uh, the quack question comes from Jared Beasley, wow. which went, which in no, which in no way will affect the outcome. Yeah. Thank God Mike was uh, so transparent drawing. earlier. Otherwise people would be wondering how this happened. Exactly. I don't yeah. want any, any, uh, conspiracy theories going on. There's no way to rig a random number generator. I'm not smart or, enough to or, do it. So. Or, or a number generator person. So anyway, that's a lot of math for our, for for us and for our listeners so um we're just going to get into the quiet question here um this one like i said comes from jared beasley who is at jared beasley on twitter uh and his question is at what point did the locker room dynamic become awkward between the girls and guys who was the biggest perv who was the biggest what turd perv oh perv good question jared so, D1, you got to figure they're 10 years old. So, I mean, it could have been a little awkward there, but I don't think they uh, really 
A, understand what's going on, and B, they're they're practicing outdoors, District 5 and whatnot, so they're probably just excited to be in a locker room, whether it's with a girl or not, well, or don't, the don't girls they, being with a guy or not. They so. grab like that uh, that magazine, Carp, Peter, and, uh, and Gee, right? That's true. That's true. So maybe they do know what's going on, but... Uh, I think they just kind of look at Connie and Tammy. I don't think they look at them the same way they look at the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. So, I mean, do you disagree with that? No, I can agree. They're kind of one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you go to D2 then, and you're at the Junior Goodwill Games. and I I would think it would get awkward there because... Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're in, you're 12, 13 at this point. So right at that puberty, you're looking at, uh, you know, sixth grade, seventh grade or something like that. I, so, I think they're like 13. Cause remember Miss McKay says, you know, teenagers like yourselves. Yeah. So I think right oh, there. Yeah. That, that's like, that's like peak time right there. So I, I think it's okay. Had we not had new ducks. But I think as soon as you bring in, like, the new Ducks, Gee kind of freaks out. Mm. Because I, I can understand, like, you know, Goldberg and, you know, Charlie being very respectful of Connie and Gee and especially not, you know, being pervs or whatever. But you get, like, Mendoza in there and you get Portman in there. Even if they don't have any, like, intentions, they could, you know, make some people be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. I've got, I've got a bit of – I've got a hot take. I love Kevin hot right. takes. Hit me with it. All right, and this one is for the who is the biggest perv. Okay. You know, Julie the cat. Oh, oh, reverse action. Explain yeah. yourself. I just, I, I can totally see her getting like really caught up in like locker room culture, you know, and just like being like very like confident. Just like strutting setting, around, like, you know. Yeah, 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 and like slapping people on the ass, <laughs> and, like, snapping, snap, snapping people with towels and stuff. I can totally see that. I could see Portman walking around totally naked as a power move (laughs) and like waiting for like Averman to be like bent down and tying a shoe and just like stand right next to him with his junk in his face. Oh, absolutely. But I think Julie, Julie the cat, that's interesting. And I mean, that might be a good way to kind of like break the ice. Yeah. And, and can you, can you imagine if Portman's walking around like that and then Julie the cat snaps him in the towel, you know, right, right in his dick. (laughs) Oh man. Game over. Now, how would the males on the team view Julie the cat being the biggest perv? I mean, when you're like, because they're getting attention that they probably wouldn't get outside of the locker room, I guess, even though it's like fake attention. It's not like Julie wants to be with them. But. Well, I, I can imagine Goldberg never having like spoken to a woman before that. So I, I can imagine maybe some of them developing big crushes on her. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, and you know what's interesting is when Julie the cat gets uh, kicked out of the game in against Iceland, so did Portman, and so those two are alone in the locker room. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, they're pissed off. Maybe heat of the moment, something that might happen. <laughs> wow! Just, wow! Wow! This one, I, I can I, I can honestly say that had never crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah, this one took a deep turn here. Uh, so Julie is the biggest perv. Do I guess my to rephrase my question a little bit? Is it like uncomfortable enough for the guys to 
to say something or to do something, does it fracture the team at all, or does everyone just kind of deal with it? I mean, I think it happens like it happens in every other locker room situation. In I, I mean, I can speak for in America for the most part, uh, given my experience. Like nobody said anything; they just deal with it. You know, like it's just part of life, basically. I, I could imagine maybe Charlie trying to be like a white knight and being like, "Hey, we need to make sure the girls have their privacy," mm-hmm. and. Maybe that being like fracturing, because you know Connie's like, you know, I'm just one of the guys. I'm a duck. You know, I don't want special treatment. And of course, Julie, if she's gonna be strutting around, then she doesn't want that special treatment either. Yeah. And, and they and they very much want to be part of the team, especially Julie, because she's seen as kind of like an outcast early on. Mm-hmm. There's a really good part early on where uh, they all go for high fives, and Julie puts her hand up, and no one high fives her. And like, I'll have to. Hopefully we get that in one of our random minutes because it's a, <laughs> it's a great part. Uh, but anywho, so I think um, if you don't say anything, then it's they just deal with it. And but if Charlie kind of fucks things up, who knows? I mean, can can you imagine like Charlie like making that you know impassioned statement and then and then uh, Julie the cat's like, oh old old Charlie baby dick over here <laughs> you know, trying to be. You know, like she just like totally calls him out and puts him in this place. Yeah, definitely. Like, I can totally see that happening. Okay, so as they get older, though, they get to high school. And we're dealing with issues now. We're dealing with inappropriate mascots, the demeaning warrior names, and all that kind of stuff. Does the issue of separate locker rooms come up, or even like a separate girls team at Eden Hall? Does that ever come up here? I think it comes up, and I think there are probably at least like questions about like why are there girls in this team, and do you guys like shower together? <laughs> so, it wouldn't surprise me if they have a separate changing room. Mm, okay, all right. I also I also kind of wonder what side of the fence Julie and 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 uh, the other girls would fall on that. Whether you know, they would want like, the separate locker room. Well, it, well, I guess I'm speaking specifically toward like a women's team. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they would be the target of the women's team. Or maybe... Yeah, no, no, I agree with that, but... Oh, okay. So you're just, in terms of, like, like advocating for, like... Yeah, exactly, team. yeah. I, yeah. I can imagine they probably did not have a women's team because... And then, like, because of Title IX, whatever, it was like they had to be allowed to play because you don't offer, like, a, an mm-hmm. alternative, so... Mm. So they would have to be... Oh, I can see that, yeah. I that's a good point, Kevin. I don't think they really advocate for a team. I think that's just kind of you know, they're just there. They're just playing hockey. I don't think yeah. they want to be any social justice warriors. All right, so we're gone. We've gone kind of over the half hour here. I think it's time to pick our shirt winner, Kevin. I've I've re random number generated. How does that work again? I put. <laughs> 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 I like how he was actually going to describe it. I was going to explain it, just in you know, inter- interest of transparency. I like random number generators. I like this minute. That's uh, a good time to introduce our new podcast <laughs> dedicated to random number generators. <laughs> I like the Mighty Ducks Minute theme here that we just stole from Star Wars Minute. I think it's a good addition. Um, shout out to Star Wars yeah, Minute. Yeah, shout out to Star Wars Minute. They had the idea. We're not. We're not... Trying to claim this is our own. Although, thing. if we see a Mighty Ducks Minute podcast popping up, we're going to be pretty pissed. Yeah. Don't get any ideas, people. We'll sue or something. 
I don't know. I'm locking down that URL as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're out in front of it. So again, don't get any ideas. Okay. Back to where I was. I've re-random number generated our final three. So Kevin, give me a number one through three. All right. I, I have to break this down because it's a difficult choice. All right. So on the one hand, this is the number one hockey or the number one Mighty Ducks podcast on the internet. True. Um, number two uh, was my fifth grade football jersey number. Oh. So, and, 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 and my childhood hero, uh, Jason Williams. Uh, Ooh. Wow. Uh, white, white chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and number three was Alan Iverson, who is another childhood hero of mine. So this is a really tough call. Um, but being who hold I on, am, hold on a second, Kevin. Was I'm, it Penny Hardaway number one? Ooh, Penny Hardaway was number one too. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Penny Hardaway was pretty awesome. Mm. Um, but I am going to have to go with myself and uh, my jersey number, number two, and White Chocolates number. So number two is my answer. Number two is Jared Beasley at Jared Beasley oh. with the win. Great night for Jared. <laughs> oh, wow. conspiracy. He, that's 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 quite the night. Yeah. Congratulations, Jared. Congrats to Jared. We'll be in contact. Uh all you're gonna have to do really is get the shirt, take a picture of it, of you wearing it, and tweet it to us. And if you don't do that, you have to send the shirt back. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all you gotta do. Uh very successful podcast tonight, I feel like. I feel like we we got into some stuff here, so congrats to not only Jared, but all of us. And uh, thequacktech.com, contact us, at quacktechpod on Twitter. You know, if you send us pictures of the shirts you bought, who knows? We might we might give you in the next edition. Who knows? But yeah, send those pictures. Buy those shirts. Send those pictures to us. And, and remember, we are going to have more contests, you know, down the road. So, you know, keep an eye out on our Twitter because that's the best way to find them. Yes. And we'll have, yeah. And that's, and, and those shirts are at uh, thequackattack.threadless.com. Yes. And I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes as usual. Uh, Facebook.com slash quackattackpod. Another avenue for you to, uh, you know, find out about the contest and all the news and that good stuff. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us who is your MVP of the minute. Tell us whether you like or dislike random number generators. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Black, black.